My name is Mohamed Layane and you have no challenges remaining. Welcome at long last to the results show of the NCR Vision Song Contest. I'm Ben Rothenberg. Four years after the votes were cast by hundreds of listeners like you, we are finally ready to reveal the NCR Vision winner and all the other results. And as we do that, we're going to have a whole lot of fun along the way here. We've got interviews with artists, with subjects of songs, with experts on music and Eurovision, and whole bunches of montages of songs that didn't make it into the contest, as well as a sneak peek of some songs that might make it into NCR Vision 2 someday. There's been quite a few songs that have come out in the four years since the contest as well. Let's get started right away here. We have a lot of show to get through, believe it or not. So here we go. We reposted the contest recently, but whether you have or haven't heard the songs in a while, figure it still might be useful at the top of this show to get a quick refresher of the field that competed at NCR Vision. So here is a reprise of the contenders from the NCR Vision Song Contest. Song number one, Vamos Rafa by Vin. Vamos Rafa, you've got them on the run. Vamos Rafa, vamos Rafa. Song number two, Wimbledon by Robin Ward. Song number three, Goran Ivanisevich by We Are the Physics. Song number four, Yvonne by Stagecoach. Song number five, Moya Droga Ya Tennis by Ivo Karlovich featuring Rebecca Jokes. Song number six, Kornikova by Gino's Eyeball. You were sporting, thrown off my cable, and now my Anna Kornikova's less of Song number seven, Andy Murray by Drew McCullough. Andy Murray, we all think it's a set. Andy Murray, Andy Murray, that you're Scottish when you lose and you're British when you win. Eight. Tennis song by City of Angels. I understand your racket. I'm not in your league. But you can hack it. This game commences with love. Well, I think love is a bore. Let's give the tempo a shove. Song number nine, Wozniacki by We Got the Power. Sunshine moving to the baseline. She makes me feel fine. I watch Song number ten, Tennis Night in America by Jenna Maroney. Song number 11, Venus, I'm Ready by Wyclef Jean. Song number 12, 
song number 12, Milos Ronich PSA song by Party Man Network. Milos Raonic, he grew up in Thornhill. He's the highest ranked Canadian ever, number 37. Song number 13, Sam vs. Ovas by Diaya Ba. Song number 14, Hey There, Andy Murray by Far In Jim. When you win at the tennis, you make everybody happy. Then there is a pause, and we move on with our lives. Heather Andy Murray. Song number 15, Can I Be Your Tennis Ball and Remix by Jimmy Fox. Song number 16, Autograph by the Bryan Brothers Band featuring Novak Djokovic and Andy Murray. Waited two hours just to see me move. Now give me that pen and feel the groove. Autograph. Autograph. Song number 17, Success Comes Back by DJ Grand Slam featuring King Roger. Success Comes Back. Song number 18, M-A-R-T, I-N-A, by Frank. Cause M-A-R-T, I-N-A, she's the greatest in the world today. Song number 19, Wimbledon, by Rich White Lady. Song number 20, Volley Highway by Rock Salt and Nails. Song number 21, I Win by Serena Williams. That's my sister, my name is Serena. On the court, I serve them up, no subpoena. I cook the track up like a frozen pizza. Beat so crazy, it might blow you. Song number 22, I'm in love with Steffi Graf by Hugh Laurie. Song number 23, Ale Songa by Kieran Cutler. Song number 24, Raphael by Beatford. Number 25, Like Maria Sharapova by Umberto Carlin. And song number 26, Isner and Mahout by Dan Byrne. Unless your name is Isner or Mahout. Hey mom, can we go out and play? Yes boys, but don't. To get this show rolling further, I am delighted to bring you an interview with my friend William Lee Adams, founder of WeeWeeBlogs.com, the essential Eurovision coverage home for anything you need about the song contest or song contests across Europe, really, on the internet and on YouTube. 
William is awesome. It almost feels worth it taking four years to get this show up because it meant we got got William to come on. Uh, Eurovision has been canceled this year, obviously due to the coronavirus issue. So William's schedule had freed up a bit and he was able to listen to NCR Vision and give his expert analysis on the field. I think you'll enjoy this. I know I did. Here is Wee Wee. I am delighted to be joined here by William Lee Adams, the founder of WeeWeeBlogs.com, the place to go on the internet and on YouTube for all your Eurovision coverage, fandom, enthusiasm, news, reports, insider dish, everything. Wee Wee himself is here, William Lee Adams. Thank you so much for being on here, and I'm excited to be Skyping with you because I will not see you in Europe this year, it seems like, after tennis has pulled out of the entire European swing already and Eurovision is done but it's lovely to see you here. Thank you for coming on NCR Vision, at least. Hello. I am so excited to be on NCR Vision. It's crazy, Ben. Oftentimes, I'll talk to a friend who loves tennis, and they'll be like, oh, I know Ben Rothenberg, whether it's on the <laughs> podcast, for the New York Times, because I know your fingers are in many pies, but mm-hmm. it's nice to see you and talk tennis and Eurovision with you. So let's talk about Eurovision very briefly. No Eurovision this year. First time it hasn't been held. A lot of like firsts happening this year. Unfortunate firsts happening in 2020 because of all this pandemic stuff. What's your, what are you going to miss most about not being at Eurovision this year in Rotterdam as you'd planned? And it's an interesting time for Eurovision too, as we were just saying before we started, because all the songs have been picked. The, the cancellation came like very precisely after all the national finals and all the internal selections had finished. We knew the entire field of 41 songs. Now we don't get to see them compete, don't get to see the magical staging, all that stuff. Don't get to see the voting, the intrigue, the pop. What are you going to miss most about Eurovision? It sounds so cliche, but for me, it's never really the destination. It's all about that journey. And yeah. at Wooey Blogs, we start covering Eurovision way back in the summer. We're hearing rumors of who's coming. Then we see the national competitions. And then there are these big preview parties where you interview all the acts in one big space. They come together. You know, I'm supposed to be in Israel right now. And uh. that would have followed a party in London. And then I would have headed on to Amsterdam. And so it's a big circuit. Then it goes on to Madrid. My goodness. But instead, this year, none of that's happening. And so we don't see the evolution. You don't see the small, quiet Latvian woman at her domestic contest growing in confidence and then coming second at the big event. That was Vienna 2015, Amanada <laughs> Savadelgo. She was serving Burkina Faso realness. I just, I miss, I miss that journey and, you know, getting to know these acts. There were some great stories, some great narratives this year of immigration, of, you know, overcoming um, persecution. So many women the, of color, people of color this year's contest, too. Amen. The year of black excellence, honestly. So many great stories. Um, And sadly, we'll have to wait another year to hear those. But the fact is, many of these artists will come back. So I'm trying to be optimistic. But yeah, I am sad. I'm going to miss seeing friends like you, my fellow bloggers, and of course, the singers. But yeah, we've got Spotify. I'll loop some of the songs. (laughs) Did you have favorites that you're most looking forward to seeing in Rotterdam? We can play a couple clips of those maybe briefly. Absolutely. I think Italy's song took on a new life after the COVID-19 pandemic got rolling. Before, when I heard this song the first time, I was, you know, it was good. I thought it was touching. But then seeing people on balconies in Italy, you know, in quarantine, singing this song and getting so emotional, the song took on a whole new light for me. I don't speak Italian, but he talks about manifesting yourself, like making yourself heard and seen. And it really relates to the pandemic. So many people disappearing into their houses, you know, they can't go out and he just wants to be seen and to see others. And it's just very touching. Um, 
Also, there are a lot of frothy songs. I, I was really <laughs> excited to see, to see Iceland and what they would do. Yes. They're kind of making geek chic, you know? These people are very awkward, very lanky, tall, short, curly hair, bright red. You know, they're, they're, they're owning all of their realness because I count myself among, among this lot. There are more of us freaks and geeks than there are cool people, you know? More of us than fashionistas. And when we come together, we can slay. And I think Iceland does exactly that with something very synth pop fun quirky. I will never forget Cause even though I didn't know you yet We were bound together then and forever And I could never let you go Yeah, I think that's the type of song that people who are not into Eurovision would have found amusing, interesting, and musically stimulating. Two great picks. Now, speaking of stimulation, you had the recent pleasure of listening to NCR Vision for the first time. Thank you for doing this, for coming on the show and participating in this. I'm just curious what your reactions were to the 26 songs you heard, to this very different category of field. You're a longtime veteran of assessing fields of songs. You've been on the jury for many different countries, national selections, most recently in Finland, right? Uh, R.I.P. Cicciolina. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what were your first impressions of, uh, of NCR Vision? I've got to be honest. When you emailed me, I was like, songs inspired by tennis? You know, it's like saying, enjoy a song inspired by ham. It just, <laughs> right. it doesn't, there's not an instant kind of connection there. But I was like, Ben is my friend. I'm going to do this. Let's get into this. And so actually, I just listened to all 26 of them on a bike ride this afternoon. I hadn't left the house in several days because we are on lockdown, of course. Yeah. And so I was stepping into the sun and I was on a bicycle and I started playing them and very very quickly, I was very amused. I was really into it. And I was okay. surprised by the diversity of songs. I mean, there are a lot of ways to cut a tennis ball, apparently. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of ways to honor the players. Yeah, I love when a song gives you a sense of the national flavor in some mm. way. And the, the very first song, Vamos Rafa, Vamos, let's do this. Like, I got it. I felt that Latin fire. I wanted to binge. I wanted to see the guns. It, it just really... I don't know what the opposite of personification is, but it made Rafa the person into Rafa the song. And I, yeah. I just got the vibe. It, it, a curious thing I have to say is the running order. At Eurovision, we often talk about producers putting a song first that's not maybe the best song, mm -hmm. but a song that will draw you in and make you want to keep watching and listening. And then towards the end, they may put a favorite or something to wake you up. And I really think you did that. I did, I did, this was my order I picked. I don't know if I talked about that on the show before, but yeah, I did pick this order with a little bit of Eurovision, I hope, at least observation. I wanted Vamos Rafa specifically to go first because I knew that it was like a very credible, catchy song to be first. And it would get people like energized and being like, it would surprise them or be like, maybe impressed by it. Let's put it that way. I think based on what you were saying, the absurd notion of like songs about tennis, but this one manages to make it, I think, pretty pretty fun and makes it seem less ridiculous than it should be while still being ridiculous yeah oh yes the, the best bit of it because you know i think at eurovision sometimes now that we have a professional jury people are worried about having fun they yeah. want to do something mainstream or acceptable to make the top 40 blah 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 spotify friendly yeah oh you know i'm i'm done with formulas I don't want songs created by computer. I want songs created by people. And right. oftentimes people create hot messes and they're <laughs> the best songs because of that. Oh, Ben, one other thing. Yeah. 
I, I love how you chose artists, both established and unknown. It really reflects the music industry at large. It reflects Eurovision. It's a curious thing. One of the singers this year from Australia, she said, there is no middle class in music. You're either really rich or you're completely poor. And hmm. I think in your set list, we kind of see that. You've got the Wyclef Jeans, Jamie Foxes, even Serena Williams. And then I'm assuming, because I don't know if these groups are real, if they were one-offs, you've got, um, let's look, Rock, Salt, and Nails. You've got Far In Jim. I feel bad for Jim. I hope it's not a nail. I, you know, just, <laughs> there are all these random groups, but it makes it so much more likable. Yes. No, there's there's the underdogs for sure to root for. Uh, any other songs that jumped out to you in your, in the of the 26 that you heard? Oh, babes, I'm just getting started. Okay, <laughs> oh, this, okay go ahead. This list is so extensive. There was a song early on, I think it was Robin Ward's Wimbledon, when he said, um, what did he say? He basically said, play is play has been suspended. Oh, yes, there's a little, like, rain delay intermission in the song. Yeah, and, yeah. like, I was literally watching BBC News before I listened to these, and they had announced that Wimbledon was indeed suspending play for this year. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of solemn and a little sad. Um, I also really loved some of the trashier songs, you might say. Yes. Wyclef Jean's Venus, I'm Ready. This is just hilarious. I mean, she, of course, is an icon and she deserves to be treated like a queen and sung about like the queen she is. <laughs> I think Wyclef, he just serves it. I didn't actually realize it was Wyclef Jean. I thought to myself, wow, this man sounds like Wyclef Jean. But I hadn't read anything because I was approaching this very neutral. And even mm-hmm. though you said it before, it only clicked on me when the song was so high class. Because I thought it was shaggy initially. I was like, this is so high. And um, I love the wordplay, you know, uh, Jamie Foxx about I will be your tennis ball. Baby, get me to Deuce. I was just like, I'm going to go to Deuce. I want to see what happens. That song was, you know, if anyone else was singing it, I might think it was predatory. But because I know they're friends and I know he's a comedian, you know, he has a bit more slack there. Um, so that that was, yeah, I just, I really enjoyed that. Can I be your tennis ball? It's quite interesting because... Obviously, a tennis ball is beat. A tennis ball is touched. A tennis ball is a very intimate object in many ways. Sure. But at the same time, it's very close to her heart. You know, this is this tennis ball is what has given her a career, a new life, helped her family completely transform their fortunes. You know, that's led to charities. She set up schools in Africa. I just love this whole dichotomy of very lowbrow, very highbrow, all of it important to Serena. Wow, that was beautiful, actually. That was the most, like, lovely description of can I be your tennis ball I can ever imagine. Right? Like, can I be this thing that transforms your life and makes you a world icon in the same way, the way tennis ball And I'm are. sure he meant that. I- I'm convinced he meant that. <laughs> it's, we'll give him credit for it regardless. Yes, I think that sounds good. Oh, DJ Grand Slam featuring King Roger. Success <laughs> comes back. You know, while I've been on lockdown, I've really been struggling to motivate. I mean, I've got all this free time. And, you you know, you end up waking up at 2 Mm p.m. You end up staying up till 3 a.m. I've watched so much Netflix. I am working on my website, obviously, and doing videos for WeWe Blogs. But, you know, there are are some gaps in between. And when I heard this song, you know, King Roger talking about, you know, basically, you get out what you put in. Success will come back. Keep going. I just felt so alive, so alive, so much so that when I came home, I made a banana avocado chocolate mousse (laughs) to serve my man for dinner. Okay, (laughs) King Roger inspired me in that way. It's just Uh, there's something about it. And he is a real DJ, I'm assuming. DJ Grand Slam, because that sounded that was on point. I don't, I don't actually know much about DJ Grand Slam, I have to say. Some of these characters, that was one of the songs I think I found on YouTube. And some of them are tough to trace 
any of their musical history or they don't have any Google results. So DJ Grand Slam, I'm not sure about, but I'm sure he appreciates your support. Or she. This could be a woman. Oh, indeed. <laughs> I love the anonymity of the internet. But you know what I also love is M-A-R-T-I-N-A. Yes. Martina. You know, I thought this was going to be a gimmick at first. I was like, how long can you keep spelling stuff? But she made it work. Like, this did not get old. And in fact, I wanted more at the end of it. And, and get to spell Czechoslovakia, too. I mean, that's quite a thing to spell. Oh. I'm not even going to dare to try to do that right now. Um, you would need verbal spell check. It's just, it's just a lovely song. Very happy, upbeat. All of these songs collectively are taking our minds off of what is a very strange time. And I just really appreciated this on my little bike ride, which I never do. And, you know, I'm, I don't have much balance either, but I managed <laughs> to power through because this music, like, it gave me rhythm. It gave me life. Oh, gosh, I have to tell you another one. I'm so sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I just, keep going. As many as you want. Go for it. We are the physics. Goran Ivanisevich. Yes, that's a fave of mine. For sure. Oh, my goodness. Did you get a Green Day vibe from that? Totally. No, they have, like, real, like, rock credibility. And there is occasional rock at Eurovision. And I know some people, people had very strong opinions on that. I remember when, when the show was coming out, the reactions to you, people loved it. I had several messages like, you put this third, it can't win if it's in third. What are you doing? It should have won. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying it didn't win yet, because we, we'll find out the results soon enough. But, like, people really got attached to it. It was either, it was very polarizing, but very, and that really, in this case, does mean people really did love it or really thought it was just noise. But I am definitely on the love side of that. I thought it was anthemic and powerful. Yeah, that kind of Green Day anthemicness, I see that for sure. Well, can I ask you then, because you're obviously a tennis expert. When I think of physics, I think of reactions. I think of fire sometimes. I think Goran Ivanisevich, was he a bit of a firebrand? Was he, I mean, go. was he as angry as the song sounds? He, he definitely was a fiery character. For sure. Definitely temperamental, definitely unpredictable. We're the physics, actually. I do know a little bit about them. They are a Scottish punk band. I think mm. so. They have they have a bit more of a discography that I was able to find, and they have like a relatively produced music video for this song, for Goran Ivanisevich. So they're they're I don't know if they're still active. I kind of think they are not, but We Are the Physics definitely did put out some songs. It was just interesting that one of them in their discography was this inspiration from a Croatian tennis player. It's very random. Oh, I love that. I love that. You know, so oftentimes these songs, they're paying homage to the tennis player. Mm -hmm. And um, it, that takes me to Rich White Ladies in Wimbledon. Yes. You know, don't be jealous, Monica Sellis. It's, <laughs> it's a meme. Honestly, it is so good. And it, Wimbledon's a funny one. I've been a few times, obviously not as many times as you, but like there is this weird class divide I find sometimes where, mm -hmm. you know, if I'm in my, my jeans with, you know, holes on the knee, not that I wear that, or if I'm not looking my best, I do feel slightly judged by some of the rich white ladies who are very present. Um, I remember going to the Ivy before I met, met you last time yes. just for, for brunch. And like, I just felt so judged. And it, it was it was just so uncomfortable. And I'm like, isn't sports about bringing people together? Isn't sports about kind of, you know, leveling the playing field, pun intended? Like, we should all just be here to enjoy. And these ladies were casting shade, throwing shade. But you know what? I still got a selfie with Serena Williams. I wonder if they did. Okay. <laughs> oh, nice. Good for you. Was she at the Ivy, too? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Sadly, no. <laughs> no, I mean, Wimbledon is the one tournament where Wimbledon and actually Queen's Club, the other London tournament, it's something about London tournaments, and Queen's Club actually more than Wimbledon, but it's the place where you can really feel underdressed, which is not normally a sporting event feeling. Like, it's usually Ooh, show Queen's up as, as posh. very posh. Yeah, it's pricier than Wimbledon, actually. It has a much more, I think people generally, the sort of exclusivity 
that Wimbledon has a reputation for, I feel like is actually much more applicable to Queen's Club. That's the one that's a little bit snootier for sure. Or a lot snootier, I think, actually. Ah, so. okay. Well I will I will stay stay clear of that one. But if you're in the mood if you're in the mood for snoot, you know, it's there. It, it is a certain aesthetic, but sometimes if you want to feel fancy, you wanna feel elite, you can go and enjoy that. <laughs> like a rich white lady in Wimbledon. Exactly, yes. exactly. And you know, there was a song towards the end. You're gonna have to help me out here because I'm not sure I totally remember. I think it was like Maria Sharapova. Yes, like Maria Sharapova. Very sassy. Very, it woke me up. Not that I was bored, but I just felt like at Eurovision, they'll often put an upbeat banger towards the end. And that one... It was the fuego of NCR Mission, perhaps, yes. Thank you so much. That That's the perfect comparison. And I was literally thinking, wow, this could surprise that this could be the winner. This is coming out of left field, right? Like, if you've made it this far, you're clearly invested. And this has just woken me up. There was something very special with that. I can't remember if they were insulting Maria Sharapova or, like, applauding Maria no, it's Sharapova. Definitely, it's definitely a, a pro-Sharapova song. It's talking about her being tough and strong, like Maria Sharapova. And the, we- and the weird Sonic thing it does is it, like, mixes in her grunts. To the song, oh. it like samples her grunting. I remember telling a friend of Maria's about this song, and I think that she was going to show it to Maria. I don't know if Maria ever actually heard this song or not, but I thought, yeah, it's sort of like, yeah, it's celebrating, but also at the same time in this way that's I think is mostly sincere, but also the grunt in the music is just a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> it's still, it's, it's campy, it's silly, it's whatever, but it's still catchy. It still has a good, it's well produced for sure. That song. Man, I kind of wish she had listened to Success Comes Back before she retired. But anyway. <laughs> well, she retired before the sport did, so she caught the last train out of town. Ooh, smart woman. There we go. Always ahead of the curve, these business people. <laughs> now, you, you had your interactions with Maria, too, right? When you worked, when you did a story on women's tennis for Time, is that right? Yeah, I yeah, Newsweek, actually. Yeah, this Newsweek, was a while ago, 2014. I sort of followed her. She was launching her sugar pova shop inside selfridges in london and so we met at her sugar pova pop-up one day and the next day we went to selfridges and she was eating yogurt with people and then we went upstairs we sped through the store up the escalator to a private dressing room she changed into a gown she got into a porsche went to the goring hotel for a photo shoot went to the wimbledon uh, part pre-players party it was quite fun she i guess my takeaway from that was every minute of her two days, you know, outside of practice, outside of the courts, was so, not scripted, scheduled. It was so scheduled when they had done run-throughs of, you know, just getting her from the cookie yogurt stand upstairs to the dressing room. I think they said it takes seven and a half minutes. And so I was sitting there timing it, and they were right. It took, you know, seven and a half minutes. Just a really strange lifestyle. Uh, But she was very polite and perfectly civil and really, I'd say, quite kind to everyone, actually. So that, that was nice to see. Oh, that's good. Well, you've been very kind to us, William, for coming on NCR Vision, blessing us with your expertise, with your energy, with your light and your joy in these hazy, confusing, cloudy times in our world. You are forever a beacon of inspiration and hope. And I look forward to watching all of your Wee Jury videos, all 41 or so of them. They're going to be coming out soon and other content will light up my spring as it always does, but more meaningfully, maybe even without the Eurovision this year. So thank you very much for all that you do. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you to all the Ovas, Petrova, (laughs) you know, I can't think of any others because I'm on the spot, but I love that song as well. Wishing you all luck with the results. This is a tough competition. You've really pulled the best, I think, of what's available. I don't know how much is available, but there's certainly (laughs) some depth here. And I wish you luck. Can't wait to see who comes out on top. 
Thank you. Well, we already have about like four or five songs I've found since in the last four years that have come out about tennis. So we're getting NCR Vision 2 might be somewhere down the road, maybe in like a decade or so. We need time for the, the field to replenish a bit. But uh, <laughs> thank you very much, William. Thank you so much, Ben. As William hinted out there, there are not that many songs about tennis out in the world, but it still was a pretty competitive fight for these songs to get into the 26-song field for the NCR Vision final. My buddies Carol Bouchard and Renee Denfeld and I spent a lot of time in the Madrid press room in 2016 evaluating what the best choices were, and there were some tough cuts that had to be made as we tried to put together the best and most complete and most fun and most quality field for the NCR Vision Song Contest. So before we get to the start of the results, and we will get to the lowest scoring songs from the 411 ballots first. 411, that's a lot of voting, you guys. Good work. I do want to share with you some of the songs that missed the cut for reasons of quality. So you know that these songs that are finishing bottom of the NCR table are by no means the worst tennis songs out there. Not even close. Here is a sampling of some of the songs that we spared you guys from. All right, everybody, get ready to get it up and get it on, because here comes the tennis song. Let's go to the tennis tournament and hit our tennis balls. Let's go to the tennis tournament and hear the linesman's calls. Forehand, backhand, volley, serve, you will need a lot of nerve. Let's go to the tennis tournament hit a ball in the grass. Let's go to Wimbledon and blast it low ball and fast. Light and hear what draws come every day. Light and drives to work where he stays. Light and drives home where he plays. He drives here. He drives there. Leighton Hewitt drives his car everywhere. Oh, oh, Martina never to love Oh, oh, best tennis lady all time. Even though she's an old lady today, she could still beat most of the world in a tennis match because she is an absolutely great tennis lady. Oh, Martina Navratilova. Oh, oh. 15. Out. What? Out. What? The ball was out. You gotta be kidding! The ball's in! Everyone can see that the ball's in! Made us all go woke, ha! Steady as an anchor in the 
match with eyes on rankin He's crimson, so me, so me to your toes He beats Savannah Raver and her bloody nose Baby woes Baby woes Get yourself some haters Hope they choke on now and laters They call you push me acky They're so effing tacky Your friends are in the millions There's even some bazillions You're winning all your rounds Your cuteness knows no bounds Baby woes Baby woes Strike a pose Pretty rose I like your clothes You beat your foes Your skin glows Baby woes Yikes. And with that, let's get to the first results of NCR Vision. Starting from the bottom and working our way towards the winner. In last place, 26th place with 239 points. So even the last place song did pretty well. 239 points, 26th place goes to Kornikova by Gino's Eyeball. You were sporting, thrown off my cable. I'm not my Anna Kornikova's less available. The recipe is substitute for my favorite poster my mind. In 25th place with 343 points, Ale Songa by Kieran Butler. In 24th place with 466 points, Success Comes Back by DJ Grand Slam featuring King Roger. It's like an honor and that uh, is something that really marks you and it's like that kid in the candy store feeling. And in 23rd place with 503 points, Volley Highway by Rock Salt and Now, Success Comes Back, which was the Roger Federer song in this contest, had actually a fair number of supporters. I remember it being very popular among uh, Carol and Renee in Madrid, and obviously William early in this episode gave a shout out to it, but it did not really resonate with the voters, but it was, by our estimate, the best Roger Federer song we could find. It's interesting who in the tennis world seems to inspire good music and who seems not to, and something about Roger Federer and the earnest way people adore him does not make for great music in our experience. Here are some of the other Roger Federer songs we considered, but ultimately opted against as we made our field. If you're curious to hear what singing about Roger sounds like in the world today. Or in the world four years ago, really.
one song about Raj in the contest compared to, you know, multiple songs about Serena, multiple songs about Rafa, multiple songs about Andy Murray. And we came, I think, pretty close to having a second song about Sharapova in the field too. Maybe we'll hear that one later. One thing we did wind up limiting in the field was songs that are in a foreign language here. We only had one foreign language entry in the final 26 overall, largely because I think it did line up with quality of the songs, but also because when talking about the inspirations of a song being about tennis, I think being able for the majority of our audience to understand the lyrics is pretty key. But there were some fun entries out there from other languages about tennis stuff. So here is a montage of some of these songs in other languages besides English that you did not hear on NCR Vision. Check them out. Das ist schöner als Musik. Ich hab unsere Steffi, Steffi, ich mag dich. Ganhar o Peter é um mero detalhe. Eu já ganhei meu dia, vou te ver. Maria Charapova, vou te ver. Maria Charapova. Jean-Michel Rowe, 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 Jean-
That first song you heard on that montage was by Gildo Horn singing about Steffi Graf. He actually represented Germany in real Eurovision in 1998. So it would have been very cool to have a direct Eurovision and NC Eurovision crossover, but at least he made it onto the results show here. So Gildo Horn, Eurovision, and NC Eurovision salute you just the same. Here are the next two results from the NCR Vision Song Contest Final. In 22nd place, with 539 points, Yvonne by Stagecoach. In 21st place, with 560 points, Moya Droga Ya Tennis by Ivo Karlovich featuring Novak Djokovic. And in 20th place, with 615 points, Tennis Night in America by Jenna Maroney. Vladimir Milechko versus Christoph Milnyarkovic. Now you may have recognized the voice there in Tennis Night in America doing the announcing. That was friend of NCR, Mary Carrillo, who did a guest spot on that episode of 30 Rock. And Jim Roney, for those who are not aware, is a fictional character. And that is a song used in season four, episode one of 30 Rock. A fictional show about a fictional promo for tennis. Not the only moment that tennis was in 30 Rock. There was actually quite a bit of tennis that makes it into 30 Rock. And shout out to NCR Vision final co-host Renee Denfelter helping to put together this montage of the moments of 30 Rock tennis humor that made it in. This is not even a complete list, I don't think. But here are... A lot of tennis moments on 30 Rock that you might have Meg, Meg, flag, Meg, 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 tennis, Meg, Meg, was a Meg, Meg, flag. Celebrity homonym is the number one show in America. The word is racket. Okay, racket, like a tennis racket. Sorry, it's the other one. Again! You know what, pal? Why don't you come over here and tell me that? Uh, this is that chick who... After Dubai, what's the next credit crisis? The Baltics are women's tennis. What about the list I gave you? Felicia Rashad, Serena Williams. They're too recognizable, Tracy. And Serena Williams is younger than you. Who cares? She's awesome and so am I. I want Serena Williams to be my mother. Tell the world there's no such thing as Olympic tetherball. Or synchronized running. 
or octuples tennis. I tried to get my high school tennis team to call me ace, but they wanted to call me shorts accident. So we settled on super virgin. Look at all the junk, kid. Well, these are my all-inclusive holiday decorations. Here's a little Christmas tree. Okay. A menorah. Yeah. A picture of President Obama for the Muslims. Gonna let that one slide. And a bowl of meat cubes with a picture of Jimmy Connors sticking out in the tradition of Verdukianism. Verdukianism? That doesn't make sense. Jimmy is Catholic. Now, you may be asking yourself, and you may have asked yourself many times during this whole process, you've made it so far, what inspired us to do this NCR Vision Song Contest, or honestly, what even made us think it was possible? And for me, the idea, and it was my idea, pretty clearly came from one song, actually, that was in the field. It was Raphael by Beatenberg, which is a song that came out in 2014 from the South African band Beatenberg. And I remember seeing it shared on social media and thinking, wow, this is really cool that you could take something that clearly has tennis roots and is tennis inspired and has a tennis themed, you know, lyric video and things like that on YouTube and make it somehow elevated from this sort of gimmicky thing that you would associate tennis music for being from. So this song really was sort of the reason I thought, hey, there could be something here. And it was that finding that song in 2014 that really led me on this search to finding all these other songs that wound up being a you know worthy rounding out the field group and so to talk a little bit about this song which i think does the i think the best and i'm biased here but the best job of elevating tennis music something beyond just tennis music in the contest uh here is an interview i did with matthew field uh, the songwriter for beatenberg so here with matt field of beatenberg how did the song Raphael come to be what were the origins of it well i wrote the song initially with a different set of lyrics and was never really happy with it so it was sort of sitting around and um, uh, people uh, during the album process, people sort of were bugging me to put it on or to sort of like finish it because they thought it was a strong idea. So I decided to just sort of give it a, a re, uh, like a reworking or whatever. Mm-hmm. And in that process, I completely rewrote the lyrics and it became sort of about, yeah, about tennis. Because I guess, I mean, I've, I've watched quite a lot of tennis. It's not something I really considered writing about before then. I guess, yeah, it's sort of hinged on the on the sort of pun between Raphael, the tennis player, and Raphael, the painter. Yeah. So I, I guess what what made you think that tennis could be a good subject for, for a song like this? I don't know. I guess with with most of these things, it just sort of feels right at the time. I think I was initially going to call it Raphael with PH, which is the the painter. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a long time, I was undecided which spelling to use. It's kind of, I mean, ideally, I would just have it. I would not specify the spelling. So, you know, people can spell it how they want. But I guess you have to choose on, uh, you have to like decide on one eventually. I mean, tennis, I could write far, um, far more things about tennis, I think. It's really, it's an interesting thing to me. I guess I play tennis in my own amateur way i guess <laughs> sounds a bit cheesy but i learned a lot of life lessons playing tennis and like uh, mental discipline and stuff like that and, right uh, yeah it's it's a really it's a really interesting mental sport um it's interesting a lot a lot of ways it's something i'll probably do more maybe there'll be another tennis song on our next album i don't know that'd be great no do, do you think the tennis and music go together naturally is it a i guess as a tennis player as an amateur tennis player and a professional musician or as both do you see the the two pursuits as, as being compatible or having any sort of uh crossover similarities yeah sure well i guess composure is a similar thing feeling like in control and uh, relaxed like tight and loose in the right ways. Mm-hmm. I think those are important in both tennis and in music. And that's something, I guess, it's a challenge to achieve that um, and comes with practice. I think that's something in common. But for me, I've often felt like, there have been times when I've felt like I've been playing too much tennis and not not actually uh, doing enough other things. 
so it can get in the way. Sometimes I get a bit too enthusiastic with tennis. But um, yeah, I think all in all, tennis has been a good uh, a good thing for for me as a musician. Was there anything about Rafael Nadal in particular that has, I, I don't know if he's a favorite player of yours or anything about, about yeah. him that made him the right sort of material? And I guess also this, that 2008 Wimbledon final is pretty directly referenced in, in the lyrics. So if anything about that yeah, sure. match in particular uh, struck you as being yeah. worthy of this composition. Yeah, well, I was actually pretty devastated when I watched that match because I'm a Federer fan mm. or have been at least so writing that song was not yeah it was sort of a, like it just sort of emerged I didn't set out to write a song about Rafael Nadal and as I said it, it came from the, the the common word with the with the painter I, I obviously respect Nadal even though generally when I watch him play Federer I always want Federer to win right um that wouldn't come across in the in the in the song I mean, it seems like sort of a, a you know an ode to Nadal cele- in a lot of ways yeah celebrating Nadal so yeah exactly I wouldn't have expected you to be a Federer fan really yeah yeah exactly well I thought it was kind of I guess I I, I don't I, I feel like being a fan of, of someone I mean supporting sportsmen and women I guess is, is a bit of a funny thing for me as well so maybe it was a way of me sort of trying to transcend that and be like like sort of celebrate the the guy who I would have just been rooting against yeah seen from, from the distance of a couple of years later you can go back and appreciate everything about Nadal and you know I could just as easily have been a Nadal fan and been ecstatic at the time so I guess a song is an opportunity to explore like things from more angles than you can when you're like in locked in the passion of like sports supporting yeah no I totally get that and I think that you you did a really good job of, of transcending the sport in, in just the way you did the song. I mean, we have a lot of other songs that are a lot more literal and, you know, make, you know, puns about different shots and things that can be kind of corny, but you've, right. you've sort of elevated tennis and music in a, in a pretty cool way. So thank you uh, on, behalf, so much. on behalf of the, on the sport for doing that. Thank you. I got some cheesy puns in my song too, though. That's not too bad. Not too bad. Like the, like the stroke of genius. I mean, that's pretty. I don't, but that, that, I don't know. Maybe that, that was a, a high caliber pun, I feel like. That was pretty good. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> right. Thanks very much, Matt. Appreciate this. Well, thanks very much for having me. So let's get to some more results, shall we? Coming in at 19th place with 656 points, it is the Milos Ronic PSA song by Party Man Network. Milos Raonic. He grew up in Thornhill. In 18th place, with 685 points, it is Raphael by Beatenberg. In 17th place, with 733 points, it is Wozniacki by We Got the Power. Sunshine moving to the baseline. She makes me feel fine. I watch her all the time. Yeah, I think this block of results goes to show a lot of just how crazy voting can be when you make favorite song or best song or whatever you want to call the question we asked her to NCR Vision voting or Eurovision voting to the general audience what can shake out because Raphael by Beatenberg would have been my 12 points had I been voting, and I did not vote in this contest in the end, and it loses to the 
very, I'm sure they would admit, trashy uh, techno of Wozniacki, but we got the power. So, you know, these things happen in, in the voting. I was heartened to see when I looked a little bit deeper into the voting that 19 people actually voted for Raphael by Beatenberg as their number one song, giving it the 12 points. And an additional 15 people put it in second place, giving it 10 points, which are very strong numbers. The, uh, the 19 first place votes actually was fifth among all songs in the contest. So despite uh, the overall 18th place finish, there was a lot of love for Beatenberg and for Raphael in that song. And that makes me a bit heartened. And this is the last grumbling I'll do about the results, I promise, because what is this to take seriously, except for when we take it very, very seriously, as always. You know, Wozniacki by We Got the Power is that kind of catchy, repetitive thing that can do really well at Eurovision. And there were a lot of really catchy songs that actually did not make the cut for NCR Vision. There was some good stuff that had to be left on the cutting room floor. So for a further taste of some honorable mentions for the contest, here is another selection of songs that could have made it in, but just barely missed out on the NCR Vision field. Andre Agassi used to be a rebel and you could see by his long hair and his new earring he said that image is everything the women loved him he played the field until he fell in love and married Brooke Shields he grew up a little he shaved his head but from the game of tennis he was distracted he was distracted You're the Serena Williams of confusing my heart Every time you serve the ball into the court I fall apart And you're up 40 love And I'm not quite sure even how to score In this labyrinthine game of love It's you whom I adore So I ran in Dr. Shivago Learned something about where you're from Sure does get cold out in Russia, oh yeah. Guess that's why I moved to the sun. I love you, Maria Sharapova. I watch you on TV. They tell me you're a Russian girl that's just alright with me. let's get some more results shall we you may not think it counts as a rivalry on the court but in ncr vision at least they could not have been a closer match tied in 15th place with 736 points are i win by serena williams i win i really mean it swag out this world you should call me venus that's my sister, my name is Serena. On the court I serve them up, no subpoena. I cook the track up like a frozen pizza. Beat so crazy it might blow your speakers. I ain't ever been a loser, and I'm always on top. And tied with Serena at 736 points in 15th place is Like Maria Sharapova by Umberto Carlo. I'll talk, be more than sweet, it's up to you to fall to be and maybe you'll hear me scream like Maria Sharapova. 
14th place with 743 points. It is Goran Ivanisevic by We Are The Physics. And in 13th place with 856 points, it is M-A-R-T-I-N-A by Frank. Now, we were sort of blessed in the NCR vision selection process, which I wasn't really sure when we started how many tennis songs we would find, but we found a lot of tennis songs that were very literally and fairly completely on the subject of tennis, which was which was great to find. And a lot of the suggestions we got in submissions from people when we asked for submissions for songs were for songs that mentioned tennis maybe in like one line of a pop song. And there are a lot of these songs actually that qualify as this. I think I didn't really appreciate how fully tennis is integrated into pop music in very different different spheres of pop music until going through this NCR vision selection process. And we didn't really have to pick anything in the end that was too tangential to tennis, but there are a lot of fun short mentions of tennis in various pop songs. So here is a bit of another medley of tennis being mentioned in pop songs from around the world across the decades. My high heel sneakers on, waiting to play tennis in the noonday sun. I had my white sword swolled up past my waist, and my wig hat falling in my face. They wouldn't let me on the tennis court. Let's 
With Serena coming in 15th place in the contest, that leaves the Bryan Brothers Band featuring Novak Djokovic and Andy Murray as the top finishing actual tennis players in the contest. They are going to finish somewhere in the top 12 of these results coming up. And knowing they were pretty good contenders and they're musically inclined guys and obviously super amazing tennis players as well, Hall of Fame blocks, both of them, I sat down with Bob and Mike Bryan back in Madrid 2016 to talk a bit about tennis and music and how they overlap in their lives and the process of writing the song Autograph, which... Andy Murray particularly has gotten a lot of flack for his uh, rapping efforts. And here are me, Bob, and Mike. Doing a, a music episode oh, nice. about like songs and music inspired by tennis. And there's a lot of them out there. I was surprised to find. Inspired by tennis? Yeah. Yeah. There's like, we have like, we narrow it down to like, oh, we have like 26. Freedom, that right? one. But even there's ones that are even like more literal than that. Really? That okay. are just like songs that people have written about various like players or some about famous people. I mean, like Wyclef Jean has like a song about Venus. It's pretty oh, big. Yeah, there's yeah. uh, Jay Z drops Serena's name. I've heard Serena. Kanye has a mention. Mention. There's an ask like Serena line in there, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. which I have like some sort of. Mo- but yeah, so basically, and you guys' uh, autograph will be in there. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I'm just I'm just curious, like, because you guys obviously music is a big part of your lives just what you th- how that I guess first of all how that song in particular came to be the origin behind that and I guess if you think or your lives make for good uh, songwriting fodder good songwriting fodder uh, yeah well every one of our six songs on our iTunes <laughs> album is about our life in tennis but um, that autograph song was just kind of a joke and we were we were screwing around in the music room and um, Mike came up with a little guitar riff and I came up with like a bass riff and we just started like throwing out stupid lyrics and then we wrote some down on the on we had this uh, chalkboard in the music room and we just try to make it as dumb as possible <laughs> and uh, and then we played it for my parents we recorded it played it for them they're like oh that's awesome that's great and then we asked um, Roddick if he wanted to rap on it we're like oh let's just try to get some of the guys and he's like yeah right <laughs> you know he blew us off because he, he used to um, rap Ice Ice Baby in our band he's done it a few times and one time it got it got stuck on YouTube and had a bunch of views and that was the last time he rapped and so he turned us down. Um, yeah, James think. Blake turned us down. Yeah, Marty Fish turned us down. And, and then we got go, Johnny. We got Johnny Mac. Right? He said he was going to do it, but it never happened. And then we asked Djokovic and Annie Murray, and they they I don't know why they did it, we but they did the right it. Time in Cincinnati and Joker's super into it. He I mean he he got behind it. He was dancing around doing it. And then we got Andy Murray when he was on his massage table in his room and we just stuck an iPhone in front of him and said, we just said read these lyrics and Bob brought a recorder in Yeah. and I think it was one or two takes and that's why it kind of sounds a little sleepy well that's how he always sounds yeah. <laughs> but he was actually pretty we much were, in, in time we were able with technology to somehow align it to the beat um, yeah. Joker was right on and then he was nice enough he performed it live at Arthur Ashe Kids Day like in front of 15,000 people. Actually signed autographs on, on a ball. Yeah. Kids and he, that was the highlight of, of the Brian Bros band playing Arthur Ashe Kids Day. That was before he got to number one. Yeah. I think if yeah. we re-release it now, we might actually make some money on that I song. feel really bad for Andy Murray because he took a lot of heat back home. Um, he went on the James Corden show and he just got roasted. They, they played the song when he was walking out and throughout the interview they just kept playing like little clips of it. 
And I felt so I couldn't even watch it, you know, because he was doing us a favor. Yeah. He thought it would just die off, and they actually played it on um, BBC One Radio, and um, it's followed him for his whole career. Yeah. <laughs> he was doing us a favor in his hotel room at the Marriott in Cincinnati. And he was like actually lying down on a table when he did the vocals. He was lying down on a table, face down. They did the vocal in '09, yeah. so they were maybe like three and four in the world. They weren't like one and two. Yeah. And then they started playing like in finals of Grand Slams. So I think this, what we're saying is this song really turned their careers around. Yes. <laughs> when they took the leap of faith and just didn't worry about their careers, <laughs> then they, uh, yeah, they loosened up and they started Now they have huge butt. PR teams that you'd have to go through three or four people to, to get to them. And <laughs> I doubt it, uh, we could penetrate the, their fortress of, yeah. <laughs> of their teams. Yeah. But it was, we got them at the right time. And now it's on iTunes. It's there forever. Exactly. I guess it's overall, down. overall, do you think that tennis and music go well together? Do you think? Do you, I guess it's, it's songwriting inspiration. Even if that one was, you say, admittedly trying to be stupid or something. Um, I think they go well together. I mean, all of our best friends are musicians who play tennis. Yeah. So like our trainer out here, he's the best bass player in the world. We love jamming and we love talking about music. He loves just talking about tennis and hitting balls with us whenever he can. So our lives, the tennis and music is is really connected, and yeah, I, I feel like um, yeah, it makes for some good lyrics. I mean, you know, our, I don't know if our lyrics are the the greatest, but you know, we wrote about our lives on the tour, and it worked. No, yeah. uh, when you're, um, I feel like when I'm playing good music, I'm usually playing good tennis. There's some correlation there. It's when you're jamming, you're not thinking too much, staying in time, in the flow, and you want to kind of carry that and be in the zone when you're on, on the court. I mean. It, a lot of similarities. A lot of similarities. D- doesn't mean musicians turn into good athletes, though. I mean, yeah. <laughs> a lot of stuff that musicians do are banned by uh, WADA. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. All right, thanks, guys. That was awesome. Yeah. All right, let's do another set of results, shall we? Coming in in 12th place with 889 points, it is Isner and Mahout. By Dan Byrne. Play to the chimes of old Big Ben till Christ returned and left again. Hey, Mom, can we go out and play? Yes, but boys don't play all day. Six, four, three, six, six, seven, seven, six, seventy, sixty-eight. In eleventh place. With 915 points, it is the tennis song from City of Angels. I may lack form and finesse, but I warm up in a gym. It's not exciting unless the competition is stiff. I think I understand your racket. I'm not in your league. Into the top ten now, in tenth place, with 951 points. It's Venus, I'm Ready by Wyclef Jean. Even if you clash with the Titans, don't stop. I see the best get frightening. Don't stop. Yeah, her service like lightning. Don't stop. She gets me so excited. And in ninth place, with 974 points, it is autographed by the Bryan Brothers Band featuring Novak Djokovic and Andy Murray. It really gets crazy. My hand cramps up and my mind gets hazy. I sign and sign, but the line doesn't end. Wake me up tomorrow, let's do it again. Autograph. 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 
Speaking of Andy Murray, you may have noticed that he was a protagonist of sorts in NCR Vision. Murray's rap stylings featured on that track by the Bryan Brothers Band, and he was the subject of a further full three songs in the Field of 26, an NCR Vision record. And believe it or not, there was more where that came from. And a lot of it was actually really good. In sharp contrast to Roger Federer, about whom we struggled to find even one decent song to include in NCR Vision, we were spoiled crazy with Andy Murray songs, and it was painful even narrowing it down to three. To that point, when I asked Andy Murray about being the subject of so many songs while we were forming the NCR Vision field, he wound up referring to a song that didn't even make our cut, Under the Lights by Keith Meissner, as the one that he knew best. So here's a bit of me asking Andy about being a musical muse. Oh, and thanks to fellow podcaster Catherine Whitaker for way back when pulling this audio clip from this press conference in Madrid. Andy, I'm working on a tennis and music project, and I've found there's been a pretty large number of songs written about you, at least like nine or ten. Oh, really? Just Yeah, just I don't know how many of them you're aware of. Just wondering if you have a, a favorite of the ones you're, you might be aware of already. Well, one of the guys I used to grow up playing tennis with, Keith Meisner, um, he's done done a couple of them. Um, he obviously knows me very well because we, we grew up and I still see him from, from time to time. And, um, you know, he's a pretty good singer um, as well and writes his own songs. So, yeah, he's, he's done a few good ones. The one that he did after I won the US Open, I, I liked. I would say that would have been the, the best one I'd heard. I didn't know there was that many, but that was the best one I'd heard. Here's a montage of a few more of the good songs about Andy Murray, which we couldn't fit into the NCR Vision field, starting with the Keith Meisner song, Under the Lights, which Andy referenced, and then two more. Scottish sporting superstar, the diamond of Dumbly, keeps us screaming at the telly and biting nails with worry. For him it's never in doubt, me worry, Zandy Murray. He got a game sharp as a dagger. He boom that back and pass you. He got a chest for his mind and boxer's feet. That's a combination that's tough to beat. He got a game sharp as a dagger. He boom that back and pass you. Well, you press and your papers say what you like. Candy Murray does his talking under the lights. On a hot summer's day, July 2013, you rewrote the record as a Wimbledon king. Hey, Andy Murray, your time has come. Now you're the champion, our own Scotland son. Andy Murray, the kid from Dunblade, who always loved tennis, you made it your game. Now you're Scotland's hero, in the best in your fame. We, Andy Murray, that kid from Dunblade. Awesome. I've never been better Cause most of the time I'm pretty random like this British weather I'm only working with these hits Andy Murray I've got to do this for my bricks Andy Murray Let the championship Andy Murray Fred Perry Oh yeah Andy Murray I'm only working with these hits Andy Murray I've got to do this for my bricks Andy Murray Let that championship Andy Murray Fred Perry on, yeah. 
We do keep getting sidetracked in this show, but results-wise, we're down to the top eight songs now. Fair to say you might not remember offhand which eight songs of the 26 are left that you haven't heard results for. So here's a refresher of the eight, along with their original number in the NCR Vision running order. These are our top eight finishers, our quarterfinalists, if you want to call them that, in tennis parlance. Here they are. Song number one, Vamos Rafa by Binge. Vamos Rafa, Vamos Rafa. Song number two, Wimbledon by Robin Ward. Song number seven, Andy Murray by Drew McCullough. Song number 13, Sam vs. Ova's by Diadia Bob. Song number 14, Hey There Andy Murray by Far In Jim. I think her name is Judy. Does she tell you to tidy your room? That's what my mom does. Hey there, Andy Murray. I'd love to see you play the tennis. Song number 15, Can I Be Your Tennis Ball by Jimmy Fox. Song number 18, Wimbledon by Rich White Ladies. Song number 22, I'm in Love with Steffi Graf by Hugh Lord. She knows I feel deep down inside That Steffi is an angel but she folds her wings and walks like you and Two of those top eight are about Andy Murray, showing that he has not just quantity, but quality. So to stay on the Andy Murray page for a bit, to try to solve the mystery of why this man from Dumblane is such a musical muse, I spoke with John Spears, the man behind Farin Jim, and hey there, Andy Murray. We're delighted to be joined by John Spears, who is the voice behind Farin Jim, uh, who had Hey There, Andy Murray, in NCR Vision. John, thank you for being with us. It's my pleasure, Ben. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so how, how, did, this, how did your song come to be? What was, the, what was the inspiration behind making this song? Um, it, was, it was a funny one, actually. I um, work with sort of various bands and jazz and pop, but I, I kind of like to write kind of um, sillier stuff as well, just for my own amusement. And um, my 40th birthday was coming up, and everyone was saying, what are you, what are you doing for your 40th birthday? What are you going to do? Um, like, you have to do something exciting, because it's, you know, your 40th. So sure. uh, I thought, I'd, I'd, love to, I'd love to see Andy Murray play tennis. Um, that's <laughs> what just, that's what, I had been watching the Australian Open. I think he had just lost in the Australian Open, so it was the beginning of 2013. So that was kind of in my head, but it's, Wimbledon has a, is a, is a kind of funny thing in British culture that sort of, it looks, it's always looked like a very closed shop, you know? It's not for the like, not not for the likes of me, you know. It's, it's, it seems it all seems like this kind of very difficult place 
to get into. You know, I didn't know anyone who had ever gone to Wimbledon or anything like that. So I thought, how, how am I going to? I need to find that a way to get into Wimbledon. <laughs> so that was kind of um, like, how, how do you get into Wimbledon? How, how does that happen? Um, and then I started sort of. Uh, I had been sort of riffing on a, a bad Andy Money impression that I'd been doing. So I'd been trying to match match it uh, that, to that extent, and um, I just. Yeah. This kind of um, strange character, Farron Jim, popped into my head. Yeah, what do you, what do you make of Andy Murray? Because obviously you're imitating Andy Murray's voice, and I know Andy Murray. I've heard at times from you know people on his team that he doesn't like doing you know certain radio things or whatever because he's like self conscious about his voice on some level and how boring he sounds. But, but for yeah. you, but for you, it was a, a, a musical inspiration, I guess. Yes, I mean, I, I mean, I've I've been accused. I'm obviously being Scottish as well. The Scottish are not known for being too demonstrative at all. Do you know what I mean? I've been yeah. quite kind of uh, downbeat and uh, monotone and that sort of thing. And uh, I'm certainly one of those kind of Scottish people that you know plays everything down. So I, I, I had a lot of sympathy for Andy Murray in that regard because he, he he just wants to play tennis from you know from what I could see. And yet this the media spotlight was so kind of focused on him. I thought, that's, that's a, that must be a bit of a nightmare, you know, especially if you don't have, if you're not going seeking that that side of of fame, you know, he just, he just wants to go out and win, you know. Yeah. And uh, personality probably, you know, shouldn't really play a part in it, but the British press, being what it is, wants to see people, like, being super colourful and over the top. So he, he just, that's what I love about him, actually. He doesn't fit that mould. He's sort of, he's, complete, he's kind of entirely contrary to that kind of overblown type um, sort of fame thing um, yeah. and it, I just thought it was quite interesting that he would find himself in that, that sort of position um, but I, I'm not going to I'm not going to uh, cry myself to sleep over it you know I mean, he's doing alright so uh, yeah. I'm sure he's quite happy yeah things have gone well for him I mean you know he, you, you mentioned his girlfriend in the song and it's now his wife and everything so life is chugging along you wrote the song before he won Wimbledon is that right? I did it was funny it was a kind of perfect storm for me well certainly it went uh, modestly viral. Yeah, the the Guardian. So and that so that was a lot of fun when the song. I knew as soon as I put it up about a week before. Um, I'd been sitting on it for months, and then I thought I better get this up before Wimbledon. I better, you know, anticipate the because I knew there's always that crazy build, the money Mary and all that. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought I better, if I, you know, if I can ride on, you know, if the song's good enough, then it can ride a wee bit of that excitement. I might get, you know, people might get a laugh out of it. So and that's kind of what happened. You know, there was a lot of there was a lot of goodwill for the song and. You know, it was important to me also not that it wasn't, I wasn't out to mock Andy in any way. You know, it was a sort, it was definitely a song of support because uh, you know we're very proud of him in Scotland. So yeah, no, for sure. What do you make of, of tennis in general, or Andy Murray? We actually, uh, I don't know if you saw on, on the on the show, we had two other songs directly like inspired by Andy Murray, and then one more where he is sort of a guest cameo in. But it, there were a lot more Andy Murray songs out there than for any other player. And I don't know if that's something about particular Scottish pride for him or, or something about his personality, yeah. It's something about him that just, for some reason, inspiring to people. I don't know. I, I guess maybe there's a lot of bored people in Scotland and nothing better, <laughs> <laughs> nothing better to do. Um, and I, I count myself as one of those. But yeah, I don't know. There's certainly, no, there's certainly a lot of love for him. Um, and you know, in Scotland, we don't have a huge amount of um, sporting stuff to get behind. Right. So when Andy Murray came along, it was like, um, that's, that's incredible. Scotland's actually good at something, you know. That's pretty good, and you've done very well with this song as well. So congratulations on that. I, I know, I know, you did um, another. You have a Christmas song that's sort of in the same at Andy Murray sort of voice. I don't know if it's intentionally supposed to sound like Murray again, or if it's just the voice you've adopted for Far and Jim. But it does sound like yeah. if Andy Murray ever made a Christmas song, that would be probably close to it. <laughs> 
Christmas time comes round each year My mum says to write to you To ask for some lovely gifts I like that we still do this But I find as time goes by I have almost all I need Unlike my little sister I don't know what to ask for Still I must make up a list Before I'm out of time This will be a Christmas first I'll make your name right yeah, um, I guess so. Um, it, I mean, Far and Jim sort of formed as this kind of vulnerable kind of character, um, slightly, you know, maybe, maybe a, a tiny bit of the stalker in him. And, and it was just a kind of character that I quite liked. I liked, I enjoyed writing from that kind of downbeat perspective. I wasn't quite sure how I was going to follow up, and then someone suggested, why don't you try a Christmas song and see how that goes? So that um, the hardcore following, <laughs> such as it is, um, really enjoyed that as well. So, and I, I don't have a, a fantastic singing voice, so it means that I can just play the vocal down a bit, but you know, but still get funny lyrics across, or nice melodies or harmonies or whatever. I guess from, from what you've seen in your own in your own writing and what you've seen of the other, I guess some of the, you said you've listened to a couple of the other songs at least on the show. Do you think tennis and music are, are a natural fit, or is it something that's sort of a bit a bit of a clunky combination in your mind? I think it's I think it, it jars, um, but, but I guess that's that's what I like about it. They don't really they don't, they don't really match up. I guess sport and music tend not to. I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm trying not, to think of historically they haven't done much together. Yeah, um, but I like that idea that um, songwriting breaks out of the, the the usual paths. You know, be it love songs and and dance songs or whatever. You know, I yeah. quite like exploring kind of odd um, other avenues for the stuff that I choose to write about. You know. Yeah, no, well, we, we certainly enjoyed this particular odd avenue of yours. I'm and, glad. Uh, yeah, thank glad. you very much. Thank you very much, Sean, for being on here. It's a pleasure. Thanks, Ben. Thank you. Thank you, John. Now, here we go down to the top eight. Thunder and lightning, it's getting exciting. Let's find out which of these excellent scorers, all coming in over a thousand points in the Antarivision voting, finished just off the podium. In 8th place, with 1,006 points, it's I'm in Love with Steffi Graf by Hugh Laurie. My angel never lost a service game But now, a shadow in the distance A girl with ponytail Sixteen and full of hunger The end of Steffi's trail I can't wait for her dear feet in seventh place, with 1,125 points, Andy Murray by Drew McCullough. In sixth place, with 1,151 points, Wimbledon by Robin Ward. Whether you're on Santa Court or you just pop down as an afterthought, the sights around the quintessential grounds keep you hanging around till sundown. 
In fifth place, with 1,175 points, Wimbledon by Rich White Lady. I'm feeling jealous, like a Monica Sellis, but there's nothing to tell us. We stick a coin in these melons. Monica Sellis. Monica Sellis. Do it the right way. We don't play for fun. Do it the right way. And in fourth place, with 1,228 points, Can I Be Your Tennis Ball by Jamie Foxx. Now, for various reasons, it took four years to finish this ambitious results show. Hopefully, now at least you can appreciate how much I wanted to put into this show that it literally took a tour-canceling pandemic to give me time to get it done. And quite a lot of tennis-inspired music has come out in the intervening four years, including at least one song from a Patreon backer of ours. So you will hear James, our Patreon backer, and his band US Highball at the end of this montage of songs you may well hear on a second MCR vision. down as the match slips away from me i need the crowd to pray for me to turn this one around i've worked far too hard to be this far from victory i'm battered and i'm bruised and i can't afford to lose sending that to us james thank you actually sent courtney the lp on vinyl of that it's very cool please world keep making music about tennis maybe we'll do another one of these someday and have results published less than four years later Uh, a boy can dream 
The one hard fast rule we wound up having for NCR Vision was that no primary artist could have more than one song entered in the contest. The only singing voice you heard more than once in the show was that of Novak Djokovic, who guested on two tracks, one by Ivo Karlovic and one by the Bryan Brothers. So here's one last montage, last montage, I promise, of songs that might have made the cut if the artist didn't already have another song included in, C- in the NCR Vision field. You're going to hear something by Ivo Karlovic, who had his song Moya Droga Ye Tennis in the field. Two songs by Dan Byrne, who came in 12th with Isner and Mahout. And then lastly, a few tracks by Binge, which put out an entire EP of music inspired by tennis, and is still awaiting to find out where in the top three they will land in the NCR Vision placements with their show opener, Vamos Rafa. So here are these songs by artists dedicated to tennis. Tenis bandito, moja lopta, pići drito U Miami, baraku obami Boris Becker, dođi da ti spisnem reke Navigiram svoje sebe kao stažnje Milo Neal keeps tweeting on Jimmy, my goddamn Jack Kramer would fucking rack it Can't keep it on the court no more Give me my goddamn Jack Kramer Wood fucking racket. Something I can hold on to. Remember Monica screeching on her back and disguising herself as she went out at night. Coloring her hair like something. Telling her, lay low, invisible, and out of sight And then Monica, the blade came Monica Like God spitting on you, a knife in your back We read it in the paper We are nearly now all alone in the danger zone, down to just the top three songs. 
You'll notice that while we've now heard a bit more of Binge, who did Vamos Rafa, and we had a whole interview with Farin Jim, who did Hey There, Andy Murray, I should admit we really don't know anything about the final artist on the podium here, the artist behind Sam vs. Ova's. It was uploaded by a YouTube account by the name of Diadia Bob, the only video that account ever uploaded. So that's what we've called the artist for the contest, but we really don't know anything about who sang Sam vs. Ova's, who wrote it, or anything else about it. Its origins are mysterious. I certainly have my own conspiracy theories, and I hope you have yours too, about where it came from. And if you know anything about where Sam vs. Ovis came from, we'd love to find out more. Because this top three is really a worthy top three, and pretty distant from the pack. So quick voting stats for you here from the 411 ballots we got. All three of the top three appeared on at least 60% of the ballots. No other songs in the field cracked 51% even. And the third place song here finished more than 300 points ahead of fourth place, Can I Be Your Tennis Ball? So who will get the gold, the silver, and the bronze of these top three finishers? Who won NCR Vision, you've been dying to know? Let's at long last find out. I hope you weren't dying to know because you would have probably died in the intervening four years. So RIP to those of you who died, and for those of you who survived the wait, here are the medalists of the NCR Vision Song Contest at long last. In third place, with 1,534 points, it's Vamos Rafa by Binge. Vamos Rafa, vamos Rafa, can I borrow your shoes? Vamos Rafa, vamos Rafa, with them I'll never lose. Adios amigos, see you next time on the coast. In second place, with 1,879 points, it's Sam versus Ova's by Diadia Bob. Which means the winner of the NCR Vision Song Contest with 2,011 points is Hey There Andy Murray by Far and Jim. You make everybody happy. Then there is a pause, and we move on with our lives. Heather and Murray, I'd love to see you play the tennis. I don't move in those circles, so I'll have to watch Yes! Hey there, Andy Murray. By Far and Jim is your NCR Vision winner. Sam vs. Ovis was on the most ballots, but Far and Jim got a fantastic 81 first place votes. Far ahead of the 49 first place votes won by second place, Sam vs. Ovis. What a win, what a winner, and hey there, let's hear a victory speech from the first ever NCR Vision champion, Far In Jim. Hey there, Ben and Courtney, and all the podcast fans. I'm glad you liked my song, enough for it to win. Hey everyone, Far In Jim here. Uh, I'd just like to say a very big thank you to everyone who voted for Hey There, Andy Murray and making it officially the best tennis-themed song ever. Uh, the support's been amazing, and I couldn't have done it without you. Um, I'd like to thank Andy Murray for being the inspiration for the song and for 
um, just being a, like an amazing human being and tennis guy um, and I'm just so glad that I was able to like play my part back in 2013 when he won Wimbledon and and like help him to win that year um, it would have been nice if like he'd maybe messaged me back or you know to say thanks but he didn't do that but that's okay I realised like he's busy and stuff um, although I mean how long does a tweet really take but uh, anyway um, I mean like I'm not annoyed about it or anything um, it was a long time ago I mean like I've moved on and stuff on that front but um like if anyone sees Andy Murray or knows him but like don't mention that I'm annoyed about it uh, I mean I'm not annoyed about it I'm just saying that you know well anyway um so yeah thanks uh to everyone again who voted and it's a great podcast keep supporting the podcast uh thanks to Ben and Courtney for like picking up on the song and uh and stay in touch with me at Far and Jim and yeah everybody take care out there because it's kind of mental at the moment but uh yeah love to everyone okay take care guys bye Thank you, Far and Jim, and thank you to everyone for listening to this show. It's been an odyssey four years in the making. Thank you for enjoying and indulging this. Truly, it means a lot to me. As the support of our Patreon backers, new to our Patreon since we last posted a show, we want to thank new backer JB Wogan. And as we do every episode, we want to thank our Slam Champ level backers, Chuang Nguyen, Mary Carrillo, Betty, Liz Kennel, and Jonathan Weinbaum, as well as our GOAT backer, J.O.D., you want to follow along with us on our Patreon and get access to our Patreon-only episodes, we can be found at patreon.com slash no challenges remaining. If you have thoughts on NCR Vision or anything else, tweet us at ncr underscore tennis or email us at no challenges remaining at gmail.com. And without further ado, here is a reprise of the NCR Vision winning song, Hey There Andy Murray by Far In Jim. Take your victory lap, Jim. Bye, guys. Hey there Andy Murray I'd love to see you play the tennis I don't move in those circles So I'll have to watch it on the TV If I went to the tennis I'd sit up on Henman Hill I'd wave up at the cameras But they probably wouldn't see me When I got in the tennis I'd shout come on Scotland It would be quite funny But not before you serve When you win at the tennis You make everybody happy Then there is a pause And we move on with our lives Heather Andy Murray I'd love to see you play the tennis I don't move in those circles So I'll have to watch it on the TV You know that time you cried You nearly made me cry Okay then, I really did cry But I wasn't the only one You know that girl, your girlfriend She goes to all your matches You should hang on to her She seems to really like you You know that woman, your mom. 
I think her name is Judy Does she tell you to tidy your room? That's what my mum does Heather Andy Murray I'd love to see you play the tennis I don't move in those circles And I don't know how to get the ticket I've heard that you like music And that you have an iPod If you like my song You can put it on repeat I hope you like my song I wrote it to support you You are a brilliant sportsman And you are going to win Heather Andy Murray I'd love to see you play the tennis I don't move in those circles And I don't know how to get the tickets Heather Andy Murray I'd love to see you play the tennis I don't move in those circles So I'll have to watch it on the TV Andy Murray to everyone who believes in a future of peace and freedom. You know who you are. We are unity and we are unstoppable.